Hello and welcome to uh, the English One Remote Learning po Podcast. We're hoping for a better name. We'll come to one of us soon. Uh, I'm Mr. Munden, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-hosts. Introduce yourself. Cort Cortez. Cortez. All right. Co-host co Cortez. Yes, co-host uh, Cortez there. Uh, yeah. So, uh Thank you for the feedback that we got on the first episode. Uh, but before we forget about the first episode and move on into what, what we're covering today, we really wanted to do, like all uh, English teachers and uh, those of us that, that write like to do, corrections. Wanted to correct a few things <laughs> we got wrong in the last episode. So Right, right. Um, I think I owe you an apology, the first okay. thing, because I put, or I had said, you called me a guest and I'm a co-host, and then we watched it back and we're like, oh, like, I guess I just mis misheard, so um, you had said co-host, so that, that, that's one of the corrections that we had. Um, I had, I guess I said the movie wrong, I called it Burn Bright, when it's actually uh, Bright Burn, um, again, apologize i know i made mistakes and then you know you made mistakes remember guys this is this is totally like we're not really scripting this this is really like conversational stuff so yes yeah. you know occasionally we're gonna get stuff uh we're gonna get stuff wrong i was asked um uh, by a coworker why i had a pen um in the last one and like any attempt to be professional like i take notes Oh, like I'm hey. really, I'm really like, this is like our radio podcast. Like I'm thinking of ideas. I'm thinking of things to bring up. So that's what, I, that's why I had the pen the last time. They're like, were you trying to make it seem like you were writing an essay? And it's like, no, um, I'm really taking notes. I'm really trying to, to keep the conversation interesting for the kids I, and any ideas could that come up. I really have, I am not, that's so much more professional than I am, uh, I am right now because <laughs> I have nothing to write with. The only thing that's near my, is my switch. So yeah, I'm not being professional at all. Um, you're like, you're like the third person to bring up that switch. I have no, I have no games. I have my phone. I have an old PlayStation 3 that I don't even have like an actual remote for. Like I oh. use it to play the Blu-ray. So I need to get some kind of gaming system. I used to have, and this is like, this might, you know, age me. I had a PSP, like the okay. first mm -hmm. version PSP that was like way bigger than that switch. And it was like 16 pounds in this one little contraption. I went to Greece my senior year and like that was like, my gift to to go in and entertain myself while in Greece, so that was pretty funny. Yeah, the um, I remember the PSP because I rebought so many uh, random movies for unknown reasons because the whole UMD, like the like weird little like format they used. I bought Triple right. X for some reason, and like it was like it was none of them were good movies. It was like Triple X. Final Fantasy, mm -hmm. Advent Children, and something else that I cannot remember. I think it was like something weird, like Snatch. But right. uh, but it was just right. like, why am I going to buy these on my PSP? But I did anyway because I said I was. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to get mad at you for the Guy Ritchie movie Snatch. That's a. It's a. That is a really funny movie about you know gangsters that are not good gangsters. 
Um, I will question your your triple X though. Are you a Vin Diesel fan or? I actually, I actually am. I like not like I think it's like ironic really? and ironic really? Vin Diesel fan uh, because uh-huh. I love uh, the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, for I, unknown reasons. Uh, I bought Bloodshot for some reason when it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I even actually have a third X movie uh, on iTunes. I've never watched it, but I bought it. Yeah. Got it. How is, how is that new Vin Diesel movie? I watched about 30 minutes of it until I couldn't take it anymore, and I stopped it. So That's just, that's just a waste of money, man. You got to be I, careful with it. I'll watch it at some point. I, right. I couldn't get into it. And well, uh, no, Vin Diz- no Vin Diesel movie has been good like lately. Like not even the once it's like past like Fast and Furious superhero, like I'm done. I, I'm over them. Well, they need to stop making them. Yeah, I mean the when he did the whole dive off of the car and save mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez in a like a uh, a maneuver that would have paralyzed Superman. So uh, right, you know. right. Uh, really cool. <laughs> Really quick, before we leave the topic completely of corrections, I want to apologize for all the weird grammar that uh, mistakes I was making while just speaking last time. Uh, So, like, I think I think I said, like, I said the phrase so instead of saying so many, Mm -hmm. I kept saying so much but I was using it like I said the word many, and it was just really baffling and cringeworthy when you're watching uh, yourself speak like that as an right. English teacher. So I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I right. promise to try to speak better moving on. Any other, any other corrections? That's, um, those, are my, those were my two big ones, the co-host thing, and then um, the movie name. Uh, Rango is available on Hulu and Amazon when I looked it up. Um, nice. Nice. And yeah, and I, I also apologize for saying that the, that the Naked Gun trilogy was an example of the hero's journey, but I'm going to stand by that they're funny movies. So No, no, I, they are funny movies. <laughs> they right. are funny movies, but they, I'm, I'm wondering if anybody actually wants to go watch them. Like, I, I know I've been putting it out on Twitter. Like, I asked my students who. I had never really thought like, oh, they should follow me on Twitter. Um, but I sent them a Twitter, um, you know, my Twitter handle to see if they had any questions real quick. But if anybody watches the Naked Gun movies, like let us know immediately. I, I just want to know, does it translate? Like, is it is it funny now? You know what I mean? It's like, I think I can say like the, the, um, uh, Monty Python movies, like that dry humor is funny to me because I know mm-hmm. what that humor was like then. But I've tried like showing clips of it to students like before and they don't think it's funny. So I'm wondering like, does that kind of humor, naked gun style humor, airplane style of humor, I'm wondering if that works today. Because yeah. a lot of kids don't even watch like Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld humor is like beyond most most kids. So I think, I think it, it would be interesting to see if, if any of them actually watch the movie and then let us know like Mr. Munden that's not funny at all or I mean the first thing they're gonna have to get past is that OJ Simpson is an actor in that trilogy so they won't they don't know who OJ Simpson is now okay I, right. I, I'm assuming I'm just but that's just me all right well anyway 
let's i guess uh let's move on from corrections into no 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 oh, wait wait no i was gonna say we're not we're not going into the next topic because we still need to talk about the push-ups you haven't done on oh, twitter okay. we need we need all of us need an explanation as to why you haven't done your 10 push-ups uh like oh, wait, in life what? or in no no just, you need to oh, you need okay. to post it on twitter you need okay. to post it on twitter okay i uh, challenge i challenged you and it, it's it's gone unanswered all right there's been I, a few teachers even Cancelari did her push-ups all right okay I'll, I'll do them at some point i'll do them tomorrow morning why haven't you done them i actually keep forgetting to be honest mm. when my daily schedule is i wake up i check my email if i like have to respond to anything that popped up then i right. play an hour of animal crossing to like stop stop the animal crossing push-ups okay tomorrow all right okay i, I will there's got to be some kind there's got to be some kind of punishment if you don't like i can't give you a grade i can't fail you there's got to be something uh, it doubles it becomes 20 it becomes 20 and then like at that point i'm just like That'll be more push-ups gonna... than I've ever done in my life, I guess. That'll be like my high score. Um, yeah. So push-ups okay. tomorrow. Uh, yes, the push-up update, I will, I'll figure out how to record myself. I'll just move the computer. All Sounds right. Good. So uh, let's see. Uh, anything do you want to talk about before we move into the topic of today's episode? Um, I had a, a co-worker, Mr. Chavizo. Um, he, he really liked what we were doing. We're going to try to find, um, I guess we'll try to see if we can kind of fit him into one of these things. Um, um, but one of the things that he brought up was one, why didn't I bring up the matrix as, um, a great, uh, example of the hero's journey. Um, and like I said, like, I, like, like I said earlier, like, none of this is like really scripted like if i really sat down and you know had all these comparisons i do have a picture that i do want to i do want to send out mm -hmm. um that has a great breakdown of the archetypes okay. um so I'll, I'll try to remember to do that but like i said you know there's a lot of great movies that i love the matrix and um i just i just didn't think about it at the time and then the other thing that he brought up was we mentioned it, or I think I briefly talked about it, how the hero's journey is supposed to be something that we relate to. Um, but I guess we didn't really stress enough, you know, the concept that, that these things happen in everybody's lives, whether it's like, you know, uh, like set in like a mythical or magical realm or something. Like, these are all stories we're eventually going to kind of be able to relate to at one point or another you know and and that's what that's what these conversations are um when you and i are talking or you know uh basically even if you're talking of you know any breakdown of a movie like we're analyzing um and that's that's a great skill if you're able to analyze like the parts it's one thing to just sit there and say like i could tell you you know and i we're going back to star wars but I'll tell you, you know, you're wrong for liking this specific movie, but I don't just stop there with you're wrong. Like I have, we have, a, we have like a, you know, a nice little debate mm -hmm. whether, you know, we like certain aspects of the movie and, and we're basically analyzing the things that 
were supposed to happen in the formula of plot and the formula of the hero's journey. So I think that's something that, you know, kids need to start thinking like they're arguing about Star Wars. Well, we're really not. We're, we're analyzing and we're breaking down and, and we're just having a conversation um, and a discussion about what we liked and didn't like. And that's something that I think that's a skill that they, they're kind of lacking because even in, you know, some of our, um, you know, some of those, um, what's the, what's the avid activity where like they have to pick the sides or whatever. Oh, Socratic seminar and stuff. Like there that. you go. The, the Socratic seminars. And obviously you can tell I don't do it very often. Just kidding. I try. Um, but even in Socratic seminars, like okay. we have to teach the kids how to debate, how to be able to, you know, express their emotions without just getting angry. And they're, you know, they have to express themselves and they have to analyze. Those are those skills that um, once you can kind of figure out, you know, that's what we're doing here. Like, I'm hoping some of those things will translate over. Like, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, know I know you've done, you've done Socratic seminars. So what do you think about the first time you did it versus you know, like the last time you did it, like were, were students better about it or what do you think? Yeah, well, like originally it became, it started as a, an activity for my pre-AP classes that I wanted them to uh, kind of like learn how to structure arguments. And then it, right. then I started in right. all of the other classes as well. And, and like, and honestly, I think like my eighth period was the one that, that kind that adapted uh, the best to the Socratic seminar because where we had uh, students, they were sitting on the side that, well, let's say they didn't, they didn't really want to be for a certain, um, uh, we did one on Romeo and Juliet where some were mm -hmm. for the romance, some were thought it, or some were for reading the book still and others were against even reading it at all in school. And right. most of the students didn't really enjoy Romeo and Juliet at that point, but they still had to sit on the side and debate why we should read it. So right. they were actually getting really into coming up with an argument and defending it, even though they might not have personally felt that way, they were still mm -hmm. able to get that, that point across. And it's the same right. thing that we're, when we're telling them when they're writing the way that they need to cite information and then explain that information. So instead of just right. saying, like yeah uh, that's a battle that's a battle just saying the last jedi is a bad movie you're saying the right. last jedi is a bad movie because of this and then you're explaining why because of that it's a bad movie mm -hmm. so right that's how they should also be writing as well yeah and i think that that's a i think they get lost in that like why is mr munden making us do these socratic seminars and if they just kind of realize like we're doing this as a practice, you know, segueing it into how we write, um, you know, I think those connections, if they, if they just, I think the kids that really get it are the ones that remember like, Hey, this is what we did here. So um, start paying attention to why we're doing things. Cause it's never just, just because. And speaking of uh, paying attention to why we're doing something or what we're doing, did you mm -hmm. want to jump into the topic of, of Tolkien? Yeah, let, let's get into it. But I'm going to let you start it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I've always been honest about what I do or do not know. And Tolkien is not one of my area of expertise. Um, the only thing that I know 
um, about him specifically is his influence with uh, Game of Thrones, which we talked about um, last time about the hero's journey, um, which I'm starting to kind of rewatch uh, a little bit since we have time. Um, but that's the extent to to what I know. In in terms of like nerdum, like the only thing that you know uh, that I get into with with uh, Tolkien specifically is there's a, like that debate, like what's the best trilogy, the Lord of the Rings movies because they won all these Academy Awards, or the Star Wars original trilogy. So let's not get into the whole Star Wars, but like let's I want I want your take on on the importance of Tolkien as an author. Um, why are we going to look at excerpts of, of his story? Like, what do we, what do we need to know? Okay. Brandon? So, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, he, he is an influential writer in that the, like the kind of like the fantasy background, how he created his story. Mm-hmm. I would love to say that, I have read everything he's written. I have not. Uh, after he after he passed away, his son Christopher Tolkien had mm-hmm. uh, like published basically every notebook and thing lying around from his dad. So you have all these like unfinished tales. You have the whole history of Middle Earth, and since they're all they were all notebooks, they are an incredibly dry read. So yeah. I have only read. The Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and parts of the like the first book after he passed away, the Cimmerillion, which is kind of mm-hmm. like uh, the Bible of Middle Earth. It talks about the whole origin tales, all of that. That that is, created. Is it. there for people? I mean, like like I said, like for myself, like is there anything that he wrote that's not related to the Lord of the Rings? Like, did he start like another series, or was uh, there he... something else that was he was maybe famous for? He did a translation of Beowulf because Beowulf was actually ah. one of his favorite uh, books. And it's kind of funny that we are, uh, we're going to end our freshman year with The Hobbit and they're going to start their senior year by reading Beowulf. So it's kind of in a way like right. a mirror, uh, mirroring right. what we're going out for now. And mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, he was a fan of fantasy uh, fantasy writing, he loved mythology, but a major part of his life is that he went, uh, he went to war in World War I for the British, uh, sorry, like British forces in World mm-hmm. War I. And right. Hobbit is uh, primarily inspired by his times in World War I, where the book ends with this huge uh, <laughs> battle of the five armies, and it's supposed to kind of cover how it felt to uh, not really understand the war, not understand what's going on. Bilbo and all the hobbits in the Shire are kind of away from the war. They feel like it doesn't really matter to them. But then Mm -hmm. Bilbo gets caught up in everything going on. Right. The, uh, the, he finds the ring, which is going to be important in Lord of the Rings, but honestly in the hobbits, just this magic ring that gives him the power to be invisible. The, it hints at like, well, there's this like evil force that is here and you might, he doesn't really notice it yet, but then it comes back in Lord of the Rings the same way that when the book was originally published in like the late thirties, if I'm not mistaken, I 
like double checking. Uh, yeah, 1937. Nobody's he, gonna get mad at you if you got the date wrong. <laughs> the um, it's he. That's how he felt in in London at the time. With World War II was slowly building up. So Lord of the Rings is his take on World War II, where just everyone is involved <laughs> in this war and what happens to these characters in it. How Bilbo goes from this young guy in Hobbit to being an older guy, like 110 years old in Lord of the Rings, and he kind of regrets getting Frodo, his nephew, involved in this. And But there's right. nothing for him to do anymore. See, I, I wouldn't have known any of that. I did, I did know the Beowulf. Uh, I did know the Beowulf um, influence. Um, I did do uh, one year of, of seniors, I believe like two or three years ago. Um, and they kind of enjoyed uh, the storytelling of Beowulf because they were able to see, you know, how, um, you know, that, that very old folktale story, you know, of the superhero and um, kind of his own like hulkness to him, like the, you know, how, how strong this, this king and this human could actually be. Um, so I think that's interesting. And I also didn't know that he was, he was in the military. He was, uh, in World War II, you said? World, uh, World War One. World War One. Oh, okay. There's a movie. Did you? Yeah, that's, there's, uh, there's a movie about him. Too. Tolkien, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. I have not seen it. Didn't get like great reviews, but, and also it was based on the trailer. It was kind of like the weird thing where like literally everything in real life had a connection to the book and that was a lot of stuff they just added in so like i think like one of his friends is basically like sam and where the rings and like that doesn't actually exist in real life so right i didn't i didn't really feel like i wanted to watch it but like hey if any students out there want to watch a biopic on amazon prime you can go ahead and do that and i think they have it i mean it's it's a, it's not like a low budget movie or anything like it yeah, was no, it, it was like Fox Searchlight or something had originally yeah. going to put it out. So an indie production, but I think, a, what's that? Uh, there's like a famous actor who uh, Nicholas Tolkien. Holt, I think. The Bingo, one who, yeah. uh, Beast, Beast in like yeah, the Beast, New X-Men movie. And then he was right? in Mad Max as well. Oh, that's right. Mad Max. Yes, yes. Witnesses. Sorry, I don't know why I just quoted that movie the way I did. We can edit that out, right? Like you can yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just like cut it, cut around <laughs> it, all of this. <laughs> the... I think one of the one of the the things that I had noticed or I had um, kind of known about um, uh, uh, Tolkien was like like the depth of like parallel storytelling um, that happens in like Lord of the Rings when they when they're going off, um, and I think uh, that's one of the things that you can really see in in Game of Thrones where you have this original story about, you know, a family, but then there's all these layers of all these different characters. And even though, like how you said, um, you know, he felt like the war was kind of away and that's how like um, Frodo and, and Sam felt like there's this great battle, but we have this task at hand. Um, you know, they, they, they have that same kind of uh, structure in Game of Thrones. There's this, there's this thing that is like, the central storyline and then there's all the kind of subplots and if you're not paying attention you know to one episode of you know game of thrones like you're going to be completely lost because it's that important you know the, the the parallel structure 
all the stories are important and something that you think is like trivial um like why do i need to know that you know this knife was used to uh kill bran in an attempt to assassinate him um you think it's Tyrion's, but then it's brought back later that you know if you didn't pay attention like it was set up that it wasn't Tyrion, and you know all the Lannisters are um, little fingers, the one who did it. So all of those things matter, and and I think that level of storytelling, like we said, it's it's a dry read because the, all those little kind of things are gonna come back somehow. Something in the Hobbit is gonna be really important, right? In the in in the Lord of the Rings, yeah. So it's well, like, like paying attention, like Gollum, the character of Gollum, who right. in in Hobbit is teaches us this character they meet like uh bilbo runs into like in the first third of the novel he mm -hmm. gets the ring from him and that's really it you like there's like a little game that uh of riddles that bilbo plays with Gollum. he sneaks away from Gollum, and that is it and Gollum is never seen again in that book but then he comes back in lord of the rings and he is the one of the main characters like the way that the plot is resolved in lord of the rings is because of Gollum so right right the, and if you didn't pay attention if you didn't catch that weird dude that was in the first book like you, you might have missed out on on an important part of the the, the the structure to the story yeah and like how everything gets like basically bilbo without realizing it he even though he causes a lot of stuff to happen in lord of the rings he also kind of sets up the character that finishes everything in lord of the rings right, his actions right. um yeah. The, some fun facts about Tolkien, he, uh, he's kind of in a way similar to um, J.K. Rowling uh, for Harry Potter. So like the whole story about her is that she wrote like the beginning line of Harry Potter on like a, on a napkin and started writing in like a cafe, or at least that's the, the romanticized version of the origin of Harry Potter. Uh, mm -hmm. Same thing with Tolkien. Supposedly, he like was like grading a paper. He was a professor at Oxford uh, for mythology and uh, languages, and mm -hmm. he went and just wrote in a hole there lived in a hole in the ground there lived a hobbit on some kid's paper. So a publisher came across this somehow. I don't know exactly how. Again, this is the the rumor of how it came. And he's like, you know what? I want you to expand on that, and he did. Right. One of these days, I hope like I can tell the story like I got super famous doing a podcast with Mr. Mundan as I was taking notes <laughs> and I developed up this great story that will go down in American literature history for all time. Yes. That, uh, uh, hey, that's why you have the pen in your hand. And that's I'll exactly just, why I have it. I'll get famous for an animal crossing town because my switch is right next to me. Yeah, I thought I thought the animal crossing was like on your phone. Uh, no, there is one on your phone, but you can, the big, the real version is on the Switch. Oh, you got the real version. Yes, I got the real version. Mm. So, um, I wish I could put that there's more information about J.R.R. Tolkien than that. He was friends with C.S. Lewis, the guy who, um, the Chronicles of Narnia author. Right. Um, but, but there's really... Uh, there's not a, I was getting like a phone call for a moment and then I was like, oh, 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 stop. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, like train of thought went off a cliff right now. Um, but it is, it is kind of, he, he was in the, uh, he served in the military. 
he became an, a professor, he started writing, and that's really it for him. Hmm. Uh, there's a couple of themes that he tends to go over a lot in his writing. Uh, the main one is the, uh, like, kind of the corruption, uh, the, or the corrupting power of greed, where in right. The Hobbit you have this stone where mm -hmm. um, Thorin, uh, this, the main dwarf in the book, wants to get back to his family's treasure, and he, and it's this stone that drove his grandfather mad, uh, <coughs> or actually drove his grandfather to uh, get mad, and then the grandfather gets killed in a war, and also kind of the dad also went crazy, and now he's starting to go crazy thinking about the stone. The, uh, the dragon smog is greedy, he wants all the treasure, so that also shows that he's supposed to be bad. And eventually we have like this, this idea in Lord of the Rings of this ring that everyone wants. So this, this uh, just recurring element of greed. Also in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, there's the idea of like hidden talents. So Bilbo starts off the, the journey in The Hobbit kind of, uh, kind of like meek, there's nothing to him. And then slowly mm -hmm. but surely, you're, uh, it's revealed like how clever he is. All the dwarves need to hire a thief, and Gandalf lies to the dwarves and says that, yeah, Bilbo is a thief. You should hire him. And Bilbo is not a thief. He's, ne he's never stolen anything. But by the end, he basically becomes a thief. There is a talent there. He steals a ring. He's able to, he steals something else near the end of the book and gives it and basically to try to stop a war from breaking out. Um, mm -hmm. There's the unexpected friendships that happen in this book where you have, uh, you have uh, Bilbo becoming friends with dwarves and Lord of the Rings, there are dwarves becoming friends with elves and men when they were, when they used to hate each other. So I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting because like how you're saying some of the themes that that he um, that he goes with, you could easily say, you know, greed is in Game of Thrones, like the whole show re revolves around, you know, who's going to be the, the king of the seven realms. Um, there's a lot of backstabbing uh, because, you know, certain people will do anything, you know, that it takes to get that kind of power. Um, the, you know, the the. Uh, the friendships, the unexpected friendships, that happens a lot. Um, you have these two characters who um, are basically like knights, protecting knights. One of them is uh, Gwendolyn Christie, um, who's like out to prove herself because she's a woman. Um, she's a very tall woman. Um, but you have another knight like kind of challenging her and she basically almost like kills the guy. And, you know, at the end of it, uh, they, they end up becoming, you know, I wouldn't say close friends, but they, they have like a mutual respect. And those things, those themes are, you know, present in, in Game of Thrones as well. So there's a lot of those similarities and, you know, they're, they're obviously influenced. So um, they all kind of like match up. Yeah, and in the lesson for next week, the third week, when uh, I, I refer to these recurring themes in different uh, types of literature, different, movies as uh as like echoes where you'll see like the same echo in 
uh, in Lord of the Rings that you see in Game of Thrones. You'll see the same echo in Star Wars. You'll see the same thing, same themes and motifs being brought up in like some of my favorite stuff, Lost, uh, the show on ABC. You can watch all of it on Hulu. So if you guys have a ton of time on your hand, there's six seasons, like 120 episodes. Which they do have a ton of time. Uh, yes. Uh, and that's all on Hulu. And it's just about what happens when people have to work together. They're in a horrible, uh, they're in a plane crash on a deserted island. It starts off with a story of survival, then becomes something very different, uh, and then becomes we're, something different again by the end. We're about to have like a whole another hour if we start talking about loss. Yeah, that, right? I, we won't, we won't, <laughs> uh, we, uh, it, I'll just say it was my first tattoo that I got in the honor of loss. Oh, is it, was it? It was mm -hmm. the the number, right? The, number the numbers, that, yes, yes. Right, right. Let's not get into mm -hmm. let's not get into the lost. Let's not I get am into trying. Lost. I am trying um that other show, the last uh the leftovers. Uh, leftovers. There mm -hmm. you go. I'm trying that one, but I saw the first two episodes, I think, and then I I, I got lost in whatever it is I was doing. Uh, the leftovers but, might not be a great show to watch right now with everything going on. Oh. So, depressing yes and it's about it's about a percentage of uh of the the world's population disappearing so that's right. i like i was like thinking about rewatching, and i'm like i can't do this right now i this is not <laughs> this is All not right. the, the best thing for me to watch so happy shows for from now on then i'll try to watch the naked gun series there you, you go hulu, right yes it's on hulu yes uh i wanted to bring up an example of something you guys can watch at home. Uh, and this one's, for, this one's free online. So as long as you have internet, you can watch it. And I think it's some of the, the best portrayal of, of like a hero's journey. It's this cartoon, um, Samurai Jack. It's available on adultswim.com. And if you don't, if you want to watch it on, if you have like Hulu, it's also available on Hulu without ads. Uh, samurai Jack, basically, it's a hero, a samurai, who gets sent back in time, uh, or actually sent forward in time, yes, um, by this evil get spirit. It. You gotta get your, you gotta get yes. your facts straight, man. You're, you're trying to sell this show. Mm -hmm. do, he, gets do sent, justice. he gets sent forward in time by this evil spirit, Aku, and uh, when he's in the future, he is trying to get back to his time even though the future he's in, basically Aku wiped out everyone. So he, it's like post-apocalyptic kind of, but it's very weird. The creator of it is Gwendy, I'm gonna butcher his name, Taco Rovoski, I butchered his name. Uh, he also created uh, Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory. He also did the Hotel Transylvania trilogy. So, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. He recently did this cartoon called Primal on Adult Swim about a caveman and a dinosaur. Um, anyway, Samurai Jack, it's five seasons long. It's very, it's very episodic at first. So that means just a kind of a new little story each, each ep like episode. Not, there's not really a big recurring story apart from he just wants to get home. The fifth season, however, is basically an animated version of the movie Logan, where it is an old man, Samurai Jack. He's nearing the end of his life, and he is just trying to get back home. 
and that tells a serialized story. So that means each episode is is adding to the story to its conclusion, and that is how the show wrapped up. I love it. It is not anime, really, because I I know some people are a little uh, anime um, adverse, kind of like me. I don't really enjoy most anime. Um, but it it has a sense of humor that's a little bit odd, but it is appropriate pretty much for everyone in high school. There's nothing like terribly horrifying in it. Once you said Powderpuff Girls, like you had my attention. Okay. I saw like an article that said um, uh, the professor in Powderpuff Girls is like Samurai Jack from like another a parallel universe or something like that. Did you ever see that? That no, I. I mean, it's I obviously didn't. it's made by the same guy, but like they, they have similar. They look like the like, same art style and everything. Yeah. So there was like this. Uh, you know how fan theories or whatever. Um, there's the idea that. Uh, 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 the professor from Powderpuff Girls is Samurai Jack, just in another universe, I guess. It's like the, all the horrible um, theories about like Rugrats with Angelica. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, really quick. Let's not get into that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, really quick, do you want uh, do you want me to to save something co- for corrections next episode, or do you want me to say it now? Did I mess up on something? Yes. Yeah. Powerpuff Girls? It, yeah, you said Powderpuff. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I, when I said it too, when I said it too, I was like, okay, like I think I said this wrong. But Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, no, I, I, I used to do the same, always, make the same mistake, and I, that's why I noticed it. Yeah, well, I saw like as soon as I said it, like I saw your little smirk, so I was like, I probably said this wrong. Powerpuff Girls. I'm Thank sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen an episode of Powerpuff Girls since I was like six. So I have the complete DVD box set. I bet you do. I bet you do. On that note, <laughs> I think that's a great yes, that, place to I, end it. I, I believe that is a good place to end it. Uh, you can send emails to either uh, myself or Coach Cur- Cortez or co-host Cortez or uh, Cortez. Whatever. Um, Whatever. If you have questions for us, you can uh, send messages on our on our Pebble Hills High School uh, Twitter page. Um, let me think. We are planning a couple things next week, like a movie night. We'll try. We'll try and an email. Uh, send emails to everyone before that, just so we can set it up. Uh, current plan is that at some point next week we're going to do a Netflix party for the movie Sp- uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. You, you need only your think, own Netflix account. Yeah, you do need your own Netflix account. You do need to have a computer with the Google Chrome uh, browser on it, but then we will send out, it's basically like a plug-in. You, you have it open. It will sync up the movie on up to 90 uh, streams at the same time, and you can just comment on it. Um, I was even talking to a student today. We, I did a few like video conferences for some of my, uh, for my students today. And mm-hmm. I was mentioning how maybe down the road we can possibly do. Did you ever see the show Mystery Science uh, Theater Three Thousand? No, I, I I've heard of it, but no, I never really got into that. We can uh, we can maybe do that with like a movie, do like a commentary track, whatever. Like have students join in using the Netflix party uh, right, application right. to 
I'm, I'm excited about it if it works yeah if, if it, it works, works. We, it might be a horrible disaster we'll probably test that out before we uh send we're out the to. link to everyone yeah uh, we're gonna need to okay uh i believe right now they were while we're recording this is a uh live reaction they were announcing something for el paso um uh for the shutdown um let me see if there's any important information to share with our it's students. just the new it's just the new restrictions okay okay so just uh basically all parks and outdoor recreation facilities golf courses private clubs will be closing tonight when we're recording this eleven fifty nine p.m yeah okay. they had sent out um they had that news story that said like a hundred and something people were gathering at at a uh, red sands or whatever and just like having a party like guys really 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 i know you know you're gonna want to hang out with your friends and i know there's no school but like we need to start doing a, a much better job apparently el paso in general got like an f you got for social yes, distancing yeah. and i have friends in austin who i saw were like partying at a lake so for us to get an f like that's amazing to me like what we must really be doing a terrible job at, you know i i at have, social distancing i have friends on snapchat who live in florida <laughs> and they kept posting of like like just hanging out everywhere and i'm like haven't you watched any news lately right like well and at, at the same time the article came out that there was like an el paso judge well let's not get into yeah let's like let uh <laughs> students some of our <laughs> some of our leaders don't don't even listen to their own thing but just students, please stay inside please, stay, please safe. stay inside wash your hands um you know do all the things that that we're, we're being told to because if not it's just gonna be a longer thing i saw a great meme and i think like it was like the perfect thing like i'm uh i feel like a third grader who's losing recess time because a few people aren't doing what they're supposed to like that's literally how i feel like they they, they prolong and prolong the social distancing it's like i've been home this whole time like you guys need to start listening because i'm feeling like i need to go and you know hang out with my friends and stuff too so um yeah let's let's do a better job at that okay on that note uh we will see you next time guys have a good one yeah